because uh, I don't want. Okay, I don't want to deal with the neighbors slash school. I don't in the morning, and they want to chat, 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 and chat, chat, chat. And everybody's got to be so civil and cordial. And I don't want to deal with that. And I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with my kids dealing with that. I don't have to deal with that. I don't want to deal with it. Hello. We're back. We're back in the garage. Uh, it's Dan Class, The Bitterest Pill, at, uh, you know, thebitterestpill.com. How have you been? You know... I've been hoping to speak with you for such a long time. You know, this is, I think what has happened is somewhere along the line, my premium listener, uh, I missed a week or something and I fell behind. And then I got so obsessed with the fact that I've fallen behind that I keep falling further behind. I'm falling behind as I worry about falling behind. Falling behind and trying to make it up to you about uh, falling behind. I think I'm down a show from last month. I think I owe you from last month. I don't want to owe you anything. Especially because I made a guarantee and apparently I'm not clear on the meaning of that word. So I'm racking my brain and what I was going to do actually the other day, I, see we have this closet in uh, you know our uh, office slash fold the laundry room, whatever, in the house. There's this closet and I was getting something out of it and I saw this binder labeled early writings and it's basically the stuff that I wrote, prosy type of stuff. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to punt. I'm going to pull out the old notebook and I'm going to read some 20-year-old uh, writing things that I did. These weird little kind of uh, Woody Allen damaged pieces. So I was reading through them the other day, getting ready to record them. No. No. Can't do it. I can't do that. You know why I can't do it? I can't do that to you. I can't do that to you and I can't embarrass myself. I, I can't do it. So, um, you know, maybe we'll on Saturday we'll all get together. I'll do a political show. I don't know. Something's got to give because, uh, yeah. But what happened was really, basically, it's, you know, I, I, I'm in this situation now where I have to give, uh, and I have to do four shows a month, which is not that huge, but... What happens is, like, for instance, last time, uh, you know, I was a, was a kind of a gut-wrenching, heart-bearing show, story, uh, anecdote, whatever. And uh, I always find those hard to follow up on, you know, and because I don't want to just, like, turn on the mic and go, hey, so, you know, the leaves are uh, somewhat brownish. So then I end up in this, well, guy, I, I, you know, I don't have a big story to tell. I don't have a big story to tell. And when I used to do this Definitely every week, sometimes twice a week back in the early days. It wasn't like that because I would just babble, babble, babble and eventually stop recording, you know. So basically what I've done, uh, you know, all last week, maybe I'm even two weeks behind now. I mean, I, I honestly don't even know what's going on. All I know is I've been wandering around, scratching my brain, wondering, you know, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have any, I don't have a story. I don't have a story. I don't have a story. Well, be careful what you wish for. Now, I haven't, um, now, you know, I do these, uh, you know, I produce podcasts. You know, that's what I do. That's what what apparently my life has come to. <laughs> no, I don't mean it that way, but you know what I mean. I, my life has morphed into me being une quite unexpectedly. 
being, uh, you know, an, a podcasting icon. And so every once in a while I will produce these uh, podcasts. And uh, I had a thing uh, on the calendar for the other day to videotape and produce a short, you know, online presentation for this podcasting, or excuse me, for this public relations seminar. And it's their annual new media seminar. So, uh, you know, okay, listen, maybe it's my ego. But uh, I have to admit, the part of me did not want to go and videotape a new media seminar because I'm not going to be able to stand there behind a camera while these people that don't really know what they're talking about go, but because they work for big companies whose names you'd recognize or they're in the public relations field, then obviously they get invited to these things and I get invited to videotape them. Hey, congratulations, ego man. But you know what? Need the bread, need the work. I'm very happy for the work. Would love to do it. Thank you very much. And this has been on the calendar now for, for ages, ages and ages and ages. Now, of course, the reason I do this work is because I, I'm not a, a celebrity. I'm not a TV star. I'm not a movie star. And I don't even really get uh, commercials anymore. I almost get commercials. I almost get commercials. Well, I, let me put it this way. I almost get commercials when I audition for commercials. When I audition for commercials, I almost get commercials. Sometimes I don't get commercials, but a lot of times, especially recently, I almost get commercials, but I, first you have to uh, audition. Now, I haven't exactly had any wacky audition stories lately. Why? Haven't had any wacky auditions. Why? Haven't had any, really any auditions. Why? I don't know. I think new commercials is one of the first things that goes when the economy starts to look a little shaky, shaky. It's like, you know what? No, nothing new. Stop. Everybody just put down your pens. You know, that kind of thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to this hotel in Century City, which is, um, you know, part of L.A. Century City is where the first Die Hard movie took place. Okay, I'm going to go there in, into some hotel. I'm going to take my uh, equipment. I'm going to videotape this thing. I'm going to cut it into a nice little online presentation. Everything will be hunky and, and fairly dory. Until I realize that, um, hmm bad timing. Melissa, you know my wife, Melissa. Melissa's out of town. Melissa's out of town Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This uh, little public relations uh, thingy, Tuesday. Not a big problem because you know what? The kids are in school all day. Not a problem. The kids are in school all day long from whenever I drop them off, usually around, uh, you know, 8, 10, 8, 12, 8, 15, somewhere in there, around 8, 8 8-ish, 8, 15-ish. Drop off the kids-ish, they run, and then I can go do a thing. I can be anywhere by 9, usually, knock on wood. Maybe I have to drop them off a little early. I can be there by 9. I do my little thing, and then these sorts of things never take that long. And you know what? If they have to stay after school, they can do that. No problem. They can stay till 6. No stinking problem. It's not a problem. Never a problem. Never a problem. Never a problem, except, and I don't know what it is about PR people. Maybe they don't uh, sleep. Maybe they really have bought into this whole uh, early bird catches the worm bull pucky. Maybe they're on New York time. I, listen, I, I don't know. I just don't know. But I kind of forgot that these stupid PR things always start stupid early, stupid in the stupid morning. 
Why stupid are you getting so stupid up in the stupid morning? It is not grotesquely early, but basically what it is is, uh, hmm, if I'm going to go there, set up equipment and be ready by the time the big fancy keynote speaker starts speaking, I need to drop my kids off. Oh, wait. Hmm. I need to drop the kids off before it's possible to drop the kids off. And I don't even mean before I normally drop the kids off, which is tough enough. I mean, it's, a, it's you know, a Sisyphusian, Sisyphusian task to get them to school just the slightly late version that I normally do. For me to get them even there, it, for me to get them there at 7.30, which is the earliest I can drop them off, oh my gosh, heaven and hell would have to be moved. But guess what? 7.30 is too late because I can't get there by 8 because the thing starts at 8. The schmoozy schmoozy starts at 8 and I don't know when the keynote's going to start. I don't know how long and you got to kind of, you know, you got to kind of get in with the uh, audio guy. You got to get him to hook the equipment up to your equipment, his equipment, all the equipment. You got to do everything. Everybody's got to be calm and relaxed. So I don't know what I'm going to do because Melissa's not home to take the kids to school. Hmm. Okay. Okay, well, I can either call someone, and this would have been, I suppose, the easy thing, but I just don't like to do this kind of thing. I guess I could call someone to try to get them to take them to school, but then I got to deal with someone. I got to deal with a neighbor slash schoolmate family at seven in the morning, which is when I'm usually... Right. Barely. Right. Okay. Because uh, I don't want, okay. I don't want to deal with the neighbor slash school. I don't, in the morning and they want to chat, chat, chat and chat, chat, chat. And everybody's got to be so civil and cordial and go through all that customary horse crap. And I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. And I don't want to deal with my kids dealing with that. I don't have to deal with that. I don't want to deal with it. So what I do, and maybe I should have done that, but you know what? I, honestly, I'm so geared to not want to do that. It, it I'm going to admit this to you. It didn't even cross my mind, not even for a millisecond. Now, what did cross my mind is to call my homie, Tim. Now, homie Tim and I work together either directly or indirectly uh, fairly often. And, uh, you know, we know each other, we trust each other, blah, 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 blah. And I figured, you know what, maybe... You know, maybe if Tim could go in the morning and kind of get things set up and figured out and all that stuff, and then, you know, at a certain point I'd show up and we'd pass the baton, and maybe if he's cool with that, then maybe we can split the gig uh, money and uh, we'll we'll just work it out, okay? So I called Tim, hey Tim, listen, you know, it's explanation, explanation, expository, whatever. Do you think you could pull that off? Yes, because of course he's a come through guy. Yeah, I can do that. So So he's going to go early. And he's going to set up and he's going to get it all ready. And then at some point I'll show up and then either we'll, um, I'll set up my stuff or I'll just use his stuff and he'll go, or maybe, maybe he and I both can work on it and make the video even that much better. Cause there'll be a couple of can you know, the whole thing. Great. We got it all worked out. Now for whatever reason, I don't remember what it was. I, I think what it was is a, I had a plan. I had a plan for dinner, you know, dinner for whatever, you know, we have to have dinner every night, like every stinking night we have to have dinner. 
and I think I think my plan was I was going to make these sausages that I sometimes make for the kids when Melissa's not around because she doesn't really want to eat them. And they're these, you know, quote unquote gourmet sausages, which I think just means it has the picture of a chef on the packaging when you go to the store. But it turns out I didn't have them. So we ended up going to uh, Islands. Islands, which is a hamburger restaurant. I have a big salad. They have, uh, you know, ceramic toucans hanging from the ceiling. It's all good. So we go to, we go to, you know, Islands. And we're, we, we sit down. We're having our little thing. My phone rings. And it's a number that I don't recognize. And whenever it's a number I don't recognize, I don't pick it up because, uh, and and maybe you've started getting this too. I now get I I now get, I now get uh, sales calls on my cell phone. Sales calls on my like that is why we don't use the regular phone is for all the sales calls and the recordings and all this and all this. So if I don't recognize because I get it now on my cell, if I don't recognize the number, you know what? Leave a message. Okay, if it's that important, you'll leave a message and I will call you right back. It's not going to cost either of us anything extra. Just do it. So I'm sitting there trying to, you know, color. One of the kids wants to color. One of the kids wants to play chess. And you know what? Islands, all the waitresses, they wear these kind of like, not short shorts, but they're shorts that are a little shorter than is actually fashionable. Like the weird thing about Islands, and it, it, it turns out to be a little sexy the, the the shorts they wear are not shorts that you would actually wear out in real life. They're not fashionable in any way. They're not, there's just something about it, it's just not right. And they wear black shoes with them with no socks and the shoes are not attractive either. So it kind of almost creates this weird psychological thing that you're seeing a woman dressed in a way that is somewhat uh, wrong. And the only thing that your brain as a guy can compute that as is as like, Wow, this is there's there's something slightly inappropriate about this, and that's good. Does that make any sense to you? Have I have I articulated that in a way that you can understand my the reptilian mind? The shorts are just wrong. The shoes are wrong. The whole thing is wrong, and somehow it's just so right. So the phone is ringing. I don't know who it is. Finally, uh, you know, the, the person does leave a message. Okay, so maybe it wasn't a sales call. So I listened to the message. Now listen, I've got this whole thing set up. With, we're going to eat dinner. I'm going to go home. I'm going to make sure my batteries are charged. My bags are packed. My cameras and my this and my that. All my cables. All my technical stuff. You know. Tim is going to go set up and I'm going to meet him. The whole thing is worked out. And I check the phone and it's my agent. My agent's assistant. Saying, hey, Dan, we have an audition for you. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, during the time after you would be arriving at the PR gig. Right then. Right then. That is the time. The time that we have for you is right then. Uh, Wear a white shirt and tie and a pocket protector. Oh, great. Now I'm in a bit of a dilemma, and, and here's why. I've got, I've got a bird in the hand with the gig, or I've got two in the bush. Now the problem, though, is if I call my agent and I tell her, not the assistant, but the her, if I tell her or them, if I tell anyone that I can't go to this audition, 
and I haven't told them that I'm not available on that day. See, I could have called them weeks ago. Could have called them weeks ago. Could have called them weeks ago and said, hey, uh, on October or whatever it is, I'm not available. And they say, fine. That's, you know, whatever. No big deal. We just won't book you on a commercial audition for that day. No sweat. That's how it works. See, if you don't do that and then they get you the audition, then they call and you say, oh, I've got something. <laughs> Sorry. They get very mad. Because they've done their job and you're not going to do your job. And if I'm not getting calls, and finally, uh, after four weeks or six weeks or whatever it is, it's been dead for Danny. If it's been dead for Danny and they call and Danny goes, ooh, gosh, got a video tip. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. No. Then you know what? I go so far down the list, I might as well not even be on the list. Now, Going to these auditions, it's like buying a lottery ticket. You know, I'm the guy that almost gets the commercial. So a part of a huge, huge part of me is saying, don't worry about it. Just don't go. A bird in the hand. But uh, I, I got to not upset my agent because if I can land a commercial, which I there's no reason to believe that I won't because I'm the guy that almost gets all the commercials, then daddy gets health insurance. And daddy needs to get the health insurance. So I call and I tell the agents that I will be there. And I call Tim. And I say, Tim, can you do the whole thing? Please. And he says, yes, he can. He can. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. So this audition is going to cost me hundreds of dollars and a conversation with my wife that I do not want to have. Because if I say that I went to the audition, she's going to say, well, you should have gotten paid. And if I say I went paid, she's going to say, well, then how the hell are we going to get health insurance? No matter what, there's going to be a conversation with the wife because I'm always I'm going to pick door number two and the, you know, Monty Hall is going to lift up the door and it's going to be the the cow. Hey, Dan, what did you win? The Chevy Capri? No, you, you won the cow. I'm going to win the stinking cow. Now, the upside of this, of course, is that I enjoy going auditions. They're fun. Commercial auditions are fun. Plus, I don't have to grind the kids out of bed. Plus, 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 I just have to grind the kids out of the bed the next day, which I do. And I take them to school just like normal. And I go home and I do some work. You know, I get some other work done, some other paying work, work that I wouldn't get paid for. Anyway, sure. But, you know, you got to do some work. And then I got to put on my nerd drag. See, when you're a five foot seven, bald, middle-aged guy that needs corrective lenses that needs actually several corrective lenses um you try to dress in ways that just don't skew too hard to like nerdy nerd right you know you can do the like some guys do the i'm the serious corporate like polo shirt tucked in i'm in shape thing that's not me I try to skew a little towards maybe a little geek chic. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, not a normal, like, just put on a t-shirt, but like if I had to dress, 
if someone was going to kind of make a, a, you know, an impression, really, mostly I'm just trying to uh, get by. But what I really don't want to do, really, 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 even when I don't care, I always care a little bit that I don't want to look like a nerdy. But sometimes I get paid or get, you know, the threat of pay to dress like a nerd. Dan, we need you to go to 2801 Ocean Park Boulevard or whatever the address is, dressed as the office nerd, okay? You're a mathematician. We want to see short sleeves. We want to see a white shirt. We want to see a pocket protector with pens in it. We want to see you and your black plastic glasses and your bald damn hair. And you nerd it up, baby, because you know what? Blue Cross is at stake. Blue Cross! Okay. So health insurance, to me, trumps money in my pocket. So I'm dressing in my drag. I've got, you know, to kind of like, uh, you know, take the sting out of it. I'm cranking some of my tunes. I'm cranking the jam. You know, the jam. You don't know the jam. You're American. Are you British? Are you British? Do you know the jam? I'm cranking the jam. I'm cranking the gift by the jam. Their last album, Happy Together Now, Failing You Close to Me, Baby. Because that takes a little of the sting off the fact that I'm putting on a white shirt and a little tie and the geek, you know, I'm just, ah, Paul Weller, save me. So I'm driving to the audition and I'm trying to fit in some business calls. So I'm on a business call, you know, I'm business calling. And uh, I end up talking to Tim. And Tim is done. Now, I'm on the way to the audition. Do you see how, see how this uh, is, it wasn't planned? I'm on my way to the audition. Do you know the audition that I, you know, was in conflict with the gig? Well, Tim calls me. He's done with the gig. See, the gig was supposed to go from like 7.30 to, uh, what was it, like 1.30? The audition was at 12. 12? Yeah. He's calling me on the phone. Hey, I'm done. Yeah, they, they, uh, you know, they had me blow off the end of it. Oh. 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 Now, I know there's no way we could have known this, but, uh, how shall I put this? Oh. So, I didn't go to the gig, but hindsight being uh, what it is, I actually could have gone to the gig, at least half the gig, the latter half of the gig. I could have done that gig, money in the hand, and health insurance in the bush. Great. Just great. Well, now I really better make the the best of this stupid nerd audition. So I'm just coming over the hill and I kind of go up and come over the hill and then you take, and then you get to Ocean Park and you take a left. It's in Santa Monica. It's like the, you know, the very bottom of Santa Monica, right near Santa Monica airport. I go, basically I go from LAX to Santa Monica airport to go to a lot of these auditions. And I'm talking to Tim and I'm, you know, he's telling me about what I'm going to have to edit and all this. And um, my phone rings, but it's a number that I don't recognize. And it's definitely not the agent's number. Although I suppose it could, you know, I don't know. And I think that's really weird that they should call me right now. 
So I say to Tim, okay, listen, I got to tell you one more thing. And then I got to get off the phone because someone just called me. It's probably just some spam call, you know. But here I'm in the middle of a conversation about, you know, taking over the world. So then my phone rings again. So I'm like, all right, dude, I've got to go because I don't know what's going on. But someone has called me and then they they hung up and then they didn't leave a message. They called me right back. So I got to hang up. Okay. So I hang up and there's no voicemail. Even from the second call, there's no voicemail. So I do an auto redial and the phone just rings. The phone just rings, the phone just rings, the phone just rings, the phone just rings. So then I call the other number. The first number is actually two similar but different numbers. So I call then the first or the second. I call the other number. And it rings and rings and rings. And then it says, hi, you've reached your kid's school. that's it for part one of this story bad to the bone yeah i know i'm sorry listen it's suspense right okay suspense uh part two of uh bad to the bone will be downloading uh in the next couple of days gotta finish it up thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing thank you for supporting in every way the bitters pill please tell a friend i'm joking uh 206-309-0130 TheBitterSpill.com, as always, uh, this is your friend, Dan Class, saying, ah. is produced by Jacket Media, jacketmedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.